0: To see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, MT Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of the sun at midday in a cumulus cloud-filled sky over the unnamed dirt and gravel road, which from this point forward I have decided to call Freedom Road, comes to us from yours truly as I captured the scene just after noon on Thanksgiving Day last Thursday. Well, it's Monday, and I, for one, am very thankful for the extended staycation I enjoyed at my countryside home with my wife, Tammy Lynn, since Tuesday of last week. But now it's back to life and back to reality. And I have to warn you all that today's return to normal will be laden with blessings and curses from the business world as we not only return to work, but will be assaulted today by ads for Cyber Monday as the whole idea behind Black Friday is the fourth-quarter push for revenue to get businesses out of the red and into the land of holiday profits. I warn you, because I've already treated myself to a very Merry Christmas already, as I've recently bought myself plenty uh, to make sure I wouldn't be able to say I didn't get anything for Christmas this year, which is never really a concern. On the contrary, my clickbait clicker has been more or less uh, uh, freely clicking away uh, for weeks now, and I have come into the holiday season with a real concern over my lack of self-control over my spending. I will not incriminate myself further any further by disclosing the long list of purchases that I've made over the last two months, but I will say that some of the purchases I made were needed, I, I need clothes that fit the smaller body I have now, as I, I cut five inches or more from my waist, and my printer did die at my fumbling hands, but most of them were not needed, uh, nor appreciated, as the act of buying them didn't prevent me from buying more. As I have utilized my self-control in the area of my food addiction, and have made great strides in accomplishing my health goals, uh, my neglected stronghold buster Regarding the purchase of media, specifically books, has resulted in a ver- veritable avalanche of new items in my physical or digital libraries. While I was uh, utilizing self-control in what I consumed physically in terms of food, I have um, I've been consumed. <laughs> um, um, yeah. My fin- yeah, actually, it's uh, my finances have been consumed by regular impulse shopping. Yikes! Yeah, it's hard to read because it's hard to you know realize. Um, ironically, one of my latest purchases, Levi Lusco's book, I Declare War, which I became familiar with over the last week, as James Dobson's focus on the family um, ministry was offering it as a resource to help people change their bad habits. Uh, they sent out an email campaign of eight mini lessons based on Le- Lusco's book, and I consumed the free material enthusiastically as Lusco was speaking my language and encouraging people to overcome and change the habits and attitudes that they didn't like about themselves. I was so enthused by L- Lusco's encouraging message that I broke down last night and purchased a copy of the book, the study guide, and the audiobook with the excuse that I needed it all in all three forms because of my busy on-the-road schedule and because I might utilize the materials for ministry, as I resume leading the Celebrate Freedom Growth Group at Starpoint Church on Wednesday and will be leading an online Freedom in Christ course for men come January of 2024. And you can never have enough knowledge or encouraging words to share when you're helping people to find their freedom in Christ and to overcome those persistent hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Of course, I also have learned that there is more freedom and victories to be won on this journey of faith, where we are becoming more and more like Jesus, and hope to declare war on my penchant for impulse buying. When you get free in one area, you become more and more aware of the issues you have in other areas. So as I continue to fight the good fight over my food addiction, and am on the cusp of possibly being set free from my sleep apnea machine, I am aware that the next war to be won is, the, is in the area of finances. So I'm starting today. Other than what I need to purchase for others for Christmas, I hereby solemnly vow not to purchase anything other than groceries for the three-headed monster and my own worst enemy known as my me, myself, and I. So help me, God. And seriously, God, I need your help. Uh, one of the things Lusko writes about in his book, I Declare War, is the need to declare war on what we think, say, and do. And so I've thought about this and know I need to stop the insanity with the impulse buying. And now I've said that I will stop. But I know in order for it to carry over into the things I do or don't do, I need to call in my most powerful ally, the Lord, to help me in prayer. So, Lord God, help me to resist the world's call on my heart and mind to purchase items for myself. I declare the truth. That I have more than enough personal property to satisfy me for the foreseeable future, and I renounce the lie that I need more. Help me to be wise and discerning and with my finances and to say no to impulse buying things for myself. I announce the truth that I have been given, that you have given me self control through your Holy Spirit, and I ask for your help in exercising it throughout the next month and into the new year. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, what about you? Even though it is the season of peace on earth and goodwill toward men, it is also a season of wild impulses and the temptation to satisfy ourselves with the things from the world rather than resting in God's presence. So let me encourage you to keep walking and talking with God in peace, but also to be brave enough to declare war on the attitudes and behaviors in yourself that are out of control and need to stop. Today's Bible verses come from the quick scripture reference for counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verses come from the section on the church, or communion of the saints, and the, our reference, uh, you know, references uh, the whole book of philemon or philemon uh you know depending on how you want to pronounce it uh paul writes the letter to his dear friend and fellow worker on behalf of onesimus um urging philemon to receive him back as a dear brother and the word of god is philemon i I, i'm used to philemon philemon 1 through 25, and the word of God said, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Aphia our sister and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is it is as none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful to b- both both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is in my heart, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do would not seem forced, but would be voluntary. Because I hope to be restored to you and and answer to your prayers. Epapyrus, my fellow prisoner in Christ, sends you greetings, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your your spirit. And that's the end. Um, Today's verses fall under the 11th point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on the Church, Communion of the Saints, And that 11th point is the meaning of the communion of the saints is beautifully taught in Paul's letter to Philemon. Today's verses tell the story of Philemon and Onesimus and how the Apostle Paul encourages Philemon to give Onesimus mercy and grace because although they they are master and slave, they are also brothers in Christ. It is a wonderful example of living together as Christians and I hope it inspires you to be humble and act in love toward one another. Uh, The story, of course, is basically that uh, Onesimus was uh, the slave of Philemon and uh, apparently was a runaway slave and he came to Christ through Paul and Paul sends Onesimus, the runaway slave, back to his former master and he asks him to basically give him grace uh, to receive him and to not charge any, you know, have any ill feelings towards him, you know, that uh, he would would treat him uh, as a dear brother to not charge anything against him. So um, Paul, and historically, I believe, you know, uh, he did go back and he was received. Um, So it's a great example of, you know, letting bygones be uh, uh, be bygones, uh, forgiveness, and grace and mercy that come through Jesus Christ. And it's it's a great story. I recommend you to read it for yourself and uh, check out commentaries to get that historical perspective. Because um, if we come at the Word of God, sometimes we need we need a little more background information. Because although it's clear here, you know, sort of clear here, um, some of the context in the background you might have to get from a, a commentary, like the one I'm giving right now. <laughs> anyway, um, we move along to the next section. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we are sharing from God is in the Manger, Reflections on Advent and Christmas by Diedrich Bonhoeffer. As I have announced previously, uh, we're not in Advent yet. Advent starts on, the, on December 3rd. Um, but that's like only three weeks, you know, basically, if you do the math, and our, our resource gives us four weeks. So we started early, even though it's not officially Advent season. Uh, because we have a six-day schedule, we wanted to get all those all those devotional uh, entries in, so we started uh, three days ago, and we're sharing day four today. So, God is in the manger, Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Advent week one, waiting, day four. An un-Christmas-like idea. When the old Christendom spoke of the coming again of the Lord Jesus, it always thought first of all of a great day of judgment. And as an un like as this idea may appear to us, it comes from early Christianity and must be taken with utter seriousness. The coming of God is truly not only a joyous message, but is first frightful news for anyone who has a conscience. And only when we have felt the frightfulness of the matter can we know the incomparable favor. God comes in the midst of evil, in the midst of death, and judges the evil in us and in the world and in judging it he loves us pure, he purifies us he sanctifies us he comes to us with grace his grace and love he makes us happy as only children can be happy and then Dietrich bon, uh, Bonhoeffer, the coming of Jesus in our midst, um, continues to say: We have become so accustomed to the idea of divine love and of God's coming at Christmas that we no longer feel this feel that shiver of fear that God's coming should arouse in us. We are indifferent to the message, taking only the pleasant and agreeable out of it and forgetting the serious aspect. That the God of the world draws near to the people of of our little earth and lays claim to us. That's the uh, completion there. And then our resource shares Luke 2, 8 through 14, and the Word of God says, In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for, see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in the bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a great multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And that is uh, all of day four uh, from God is in the manger by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And, uh, yeah, the idea of God coming back to town, um, should fill us with a measure of fear, um, because he is a good and holy God. And when he comes again, there will be judgment. However, um, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we're safe from that judgment. And, um, will be will be welcomed into his kingdom as sons and daughters so uh, you know but it's not to uh, we should never dismiss um, you know or lose that you know respect awe and wonder and you know fear of the Lord uh, that draw, draws us closer to him and that draws us into repentance to be sanctified so that is all from all of our resources today for myself uh, from <laughs> uh, the the scripture book for counseling and uh from Dietrich Bonhoeffer so as always we encourage a lifestyle of Christian discipleship where you look at your life and go wow that's out of that's out of control that's not how I should be living as a Christian we need to change it and we declare war on ourselves but we we come into uh <laughs> we come into that declaration of war with the Lord and asking for him to help us and uh that's what we do <clears throat> try to live a Christian life and when we do our life becomes progressively better because there is less less of us and more of Jesus in it so we encourage you to uh uh, uh, to follow the Lord with all your might heart and strength and uh, to love him uh, because he loved you first we, we also encourage you to check out, if you don't know what your freedom in Christ is, or what that is, or what that's like, uh, we encourage you to check out our discipleship teachings on the blog, podcast, and YouTube channel for Picture of the Darkness, the Bondage Breaker, and Freedom in Christ. They're all based on the Word of God and the work of Dr. Neil Anderson. They're available to you for free. Um, so. Uh, We encourage you to check those out. Well, it is Monday, and we do have to work. um, So we're going to pray and then run out the door um, to meet the responsibilities that we have to face today. So, Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. Lord, we thank you so much um, for what you've done in our lives. Uh, We thank you for the mercy and grace you've given us through our faith in Jesus Christ. Um, We thank you for the victories you've given us and for that a constant call on our lives to be more and more like Jesus. Uh, Lord, we pray for anyone who's listening or reading today's message, that they'd be blessed, uh, that you'd come alongside them in their prayer request and their walk of faith. And uh, Lord, as we go forth today, we just pray for you to go before us. Uh, we need your help with all the things we do. And uh, because all we want to do is represent you in your kingdom and encourage people to come uh, into your kingdom through Jesus. So help us with that, Lord. Uh, open our eyes to the things you need us to see and know and lead our steps in the things you would have us do. Um, all we want to do is represent you in your kingdom. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we love you, and we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.